I'm back. Got a new look and a new name. And you might be wondering, Michelle, what gives? I'll give you the update in this episode of The Truth and Our Trauma. Christian Counseling on the go? Sign me up. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available to you wherever you are and on your schedule. And we've partnered with them to bring you 10% off of your first month. To sign up and get started, go to getfaithful.com forward slash valor. I know things will look a whole lot different, but I'm going to catch you up to speed on everything that has been going on over the last several months. If you have been following the Christian Single Moms podcast, you know that in April, I signed off for a break. I had a pretty significant car accident that had happened in mid-April, and I sustained a concussion and whiplash and all kinds of not so good things. And so it was time for me. I felt even the Lord invited me to take a three-month break off. And what he did in that period of time has changed everything. It has absolutely changed the game for me in terms of what I sense that he's been calling me to, but also where he's taking, I think, all of us and taking this community. And I want to let you in on that. The very incredible thing that I want you to know actually about this car accident was the fact that I actually had a dream a few nights before it happened. I had a dream that I was in a car accident. Now, the accident in the dream was way worse. So I already, though, had this sense that something might be coming. And I absolutely was praying about it and praying into it. But in the dream, I heard a voice say, you won't die. And so a couple nights later, I was driving home later in the evening and a car I was on the, on the freeway, highway, interstate, whatever you might call it where you are, but uh, I was going at a high speed and this car lost power in front of me and I slammed into the back of him. And it was like terrifying. And yet at the same moment, I'm sitting behind the wheel going, oh my gosh, it happened. It happened. Okay. Um, what do I do? And I had to remember like, okay, in the dream, I got out of the car and I got out of the car and I was like, oh no, like I'm on the freeway now and there are all these cars moving so fast and what's going to happen to me? But I was so just in shock that I couldn't even get the buckle back on. So I was like, forget it. I'm making a run for the median. So I end up calling the police, ambulance come. Thankfully, my injuries were minor. The other driver's injuries were minor. And it was just clear though, even on this scene, how God was just so in it. This other young man was a believer. The police officer even said, do you guys know each other? And I said, no, why? And he said, because you guys are being nice to each other. Like usually people are out here like cussing each other out. Though my injuries were minor, they were still significant enough, especially, I don't know if you've ever had a concussion, but it is just never being able to find the right words and not being able to think straight. And even prior to this, again, I sensed, you know, there were a lot of things that were moving and shaking in the work that I was doing. And I just had felt an, an invitation from God to take a three month rest. And so I already had that on my mind, even as I was in this recovery period. And I was like, I'm not going to push this. We're just going to pause. And whatever God decides that this is going to be or what I'm supposed to do, I'll pick it back up in three months. So going into that season of rest, I already knew God was doing something. I already knew he was even shifting my focus and my attention to the kinds of things that I wanted to talk about, the kinds of things I wanted to write about. And really what it had to do with was the journey he's been taking me on since I became a single mom. That journey started about five years ago. 
And for the first two years, you know, the Lord let me deal with that and just deal with the breakup of a very significant relationship, the breakup of a marriage and all of the fallout from that. But in 2020, God really started to work on the lifelong trauma that I had experienced. And some of us maybe not even really would identify with that word trauma. If you would have asked me at that time, if I identified with that word trauma, I would tell you no. And yet he started to just unravel all of these woundings and all of this just garbage that I'd carried around from. And honestly, I was operating out of. And while it was extremely difficult and extremely painful, he was so present in it. And he started to reveal himself to me. And I began to encounter him in ways that really were off the page. You know, they're not, they're not things that a lot of our churches, not any most churches that I'd been to had really ever discussed. And yet, as I would study scripture and encounter him in life, it was like, these things are in the word, you know, but we just, uh, sometimes we, when it comes to living life by the Holy Spirit, we don't really know necessarily what that looks like. And so through these variety of different experiences that I was having, my journey became less about single parenting. It became less about that even circumstance or season of being a single mom. And it became way more about being a daughter of the king and having my identity confirmed and restored in allowing this circumstance to actually draw me back further in my story to pain that existed well before I ever even met my ex-husband. And so I always say like the least interesting thing about me is that I'm a single mom. And it really became that the things that I wanted to talk about and the things that I was passionate about, the things I wanted to share were how people of any season of brokenness in any circumstance can encounter the Lord in this same way. When I go back to that word trauma, as I said, some of us, some of you may not really identify with that word. Others of you may absolutely, depending on your backstory and the things that have happened in your life, you may be so painfully aware that that's what you're carrying around and dealing with. Me, that was definitely not the case. And the thing that really stunned me was how much of this was generational, how many of the things that really were pain points for me had been passed from, you know, grandparent to grandchild to grandparent, to, you know, just down the thread. And while I have and had a very close relationship with my parents, there are still things about our upbringing that are difficult for us. You know, there are things that get passed on to us that we think are normal. Our parents might think are normal, and yet they can be very wounding for us. And the difficult thing is sometimes when this is hidden for you, you don't even necessarily know where the origin point is. But as I said, others of you may absolutely know that the family of origin is a place where you've experienced significant hurt. But either way, this is something that is difficult to navigate, and it is even difficult from the perspective of our faith, you know, it's like, where, where is God in the midst of this? And where, where are my, you know, emotions supposed to be? And why am I feeling triggered? And I thought I dealt with this and why is healing so hard? And, you know, in the middle of this, you're just overcome by this overwhelming dread or anxiety, 
maybe it's rejection, whatever the case is. And however you got here, you may be asking yourself this question, am I always going to feel this way? Is this always going to be a piece of my story? Is this always something I'm going to have to just carry around with me? And I was there for a couple of years. And then especially in the last year, God started showing me all these lies. Like he showed me the wounds, but he showed me the lies. And then he showed me the truth. And it was in a way that I was not able to receive, you know, prior to that time. But suddenly just in cultivating this relationship with him and trying to even figure out if I could trust him, asking those questions, is he good? He started to reveal the truth in a way that my heart was actually softening and opening enough to be able to receive it. Okay, this one is for all my overthinkers out there. I used to be absolutely debilitated by intrusive thoughts. Everything from constant worry to just dread of the future, I couldn't make it stop. If you're there right now, I have developed a free downloadable guide to help you get your mind back. It's called Overthinking, Get Out of Your Head and On With Your Life. And you can download it for free right now at uncommonvalor.co. So if we go back to this car accident, you know, I had walked enough road with the Lord to look at this as something like, wow, he prepared me for this. Wow, he kept me safe. Wow, he provided in all of these different ways. I had a just so many friends dropping off meals and a friend lent a car to me and just like I did not go without. I was so covered and so cared for by the Lord that I did not even... I didn't even perceive, oh yeah, this is the week that my book came out or is coming out, <laughs> you know, like this is, mm -hmm, this was an attack. This was also an attack and how kind the Lord was to guide me through that and the awareness then that he's been doing that my whole life. Like this picture of this car accident, this one event is a metaphor of the way that he has been present and preparing and providing through my whole story. And I want to say all that to say, you might be listening to this and, and be thinking, I am not with you right now. I'm not there. I do not know where God has been in my story. I do not know why all these things have happened to me. And I do not want you at all to feel ashamed about that. I have been there. I have been there. And the Lord met me there. And he is so kind and he is so patient. And he's not in a rush to force you to just trust him and move on with your life. He wants to show you where he's been and he wants to show you where he is now. And that is what we are talking about here on the show. That is what the truth in our trauma is all about. That in our trauma, we can come to know the truth. We can know the truth of who God really is, who we really are to him and just how much he cares for us. Even in the midst of the things that are hard and, and awful and that we can't understand. And it's a different journey for everybody. I'm not going to get up here and give you like, oh, it's five points to, you know, better faith in trauma. You know, we're not, we're not going to do that. I want to share my journey with you. I want to share some of the things that have happened that have helped me get to this point. I want to share with you so that you can encounter God. That's what I want for you. As, as someone who's following along on this with me, I want you to hear what I'm saying and have your own curiosity about what is God doing for me? Where is he showing himself to me? As for Uncommon Valor, where this comes from is during my break, so during this three-month break, 
I had this just neat set of confirmations that I was supposed to go to a friend's lake house with my kids over the summer. And so I asked her and she was like, absolutely. And my kids loved it because it were just toys that were not their toys and snacks from top to bottom. And she was like, you can eat everything you want. So it was like, you know, gummy wrappers and Oreos for days. But as I was going down to this lake house, I had three different, it was about a two hour drive. I had three different references that I heard either through podcasts or conversation in the car with the kids, like whatever it was, there were three different things that drew my attention to the David and Goliath story. And I was like, I am supposed to read this story. I'm going to read this story. So we get to the lake house. And one of the mornings I woke up just to have my coffee out on the back deck, the kids were still asleep. The water was really still and quiet and the sun was coming up. And as I was sitting out there reading this story, what stands out to me is David's absolute clarity about his past and where God has been in his story in the past and clarity about his hope for the future. If we follow the story through in 1 Samuel 16, this is where David is passed over by his father. When Samuel comes to Jesse, his father, and says, do you have any sons? And, you know, Jesse brings the boys forward. He doesn't invite David. David is in the field with the sheep. And so as Samuel's looking over these boys to figure out who the Lord is going to anoint as the next king, Samuel's like, this, he's not here. The guy that is supposed to be, he's not here. And so he says to Jesse, do you have any more sons? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, there's a runty one that's in the field, you know. And David is passed over. David is rejected in that moment by his father. And yet when David comes forward, he's anointed. And we all know that he goes to stand before Goliath. But the way that he stands in front of Goliath, it says that David is a man of valor. And David is able to say with absolute certainty, hey, these things that I experienced when I was tending sheep, basically when I was being passed over by my parents, when nobody thought that I was worth anything, God was preparing me. And so where he has rescued me from the bear and he has rescued me from the lion, he's going to rescue me from you. And the thing that is so fascinating here is that he is clear about where God was in his past. He's even clear actually about the rejection from his parents because in Psalm 27, verse 10, David says, though my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And it's just, that just like popped out to me like, wow, David has an experience like so many of us do. But yet David is also clear that where his parents had fallen short or those people who were supposed to love him, those people who were supposed to care about him, the Lord took him in that the Lord was really where he needed to shift his focus to. And that in that, then he was able to face these various challenges. You know, we kind of gloss over that. Like at the time, I'm sure, you know, it wasn't like, oh, God's going to get me away from this lion. Like the lion and the bear were the testing so that he could stand before this Philistine now and be like, wait, 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 wait. I've seen this before. The Lord's got me. These tests, they were actually just a setup for this. Now I'm ready. But not only has he dealt with his past, He knows his assignment for the future. He knows that God has big things for him. He knows that all of this was not just unto David being tested. It was was the point that David was being prepared. David was being made ready for the things that God had for him. And so he was so absolutely clear 
on where God was in his past and what he wanted for his future, that he was able to stand before that moment and just very plainly say, I'm not going down. You are. So as I'm reading this story, you know, out by the the waterside, I am just so aware in that moment that this is my story. I mean, not entirely, you know, I'm not going to be a king of a nation, but this is what God has been doing for me. He has been showing me that he has been there to receive me, that he has through these various painful experiences and tests, that he has been breaking off those lies from the past, all the the fear of rejection and all of the people pleasing and all the things that I was, was just bound by. He was showing me where he was and how he was just removing all of that stuff from me. And in it, how this bravery and this courage to be able to step towards the things he's inviting us to in the future, that he's been inviting me to in the future, that it comes from him, that there is this strange courage that can only come. It looks strange to the world, but this strange courage that can only come by walking so closely and just abiding with the Lord. And so that's where uncommon valor comes from. It's a strange courage, (laughs) uncommon valor, you know, that we have this courage in him that allows us to step forward in the face of what is unfamiliar and uncomfortable. And any steps beyond our trauma and into the future are going to be frightening. And yet we have the courage to face them as we recognize that he is with us and he's for us. That being said, I can only say that to you as a person who has gone through this very arduous journey through trauma and to this place of knowing the Lord and knowing that he's for me. It is way easier said than done. And there is not really a clear roadmap on how to do this stuff. And when you have been harmed and experienced trauma at the hands of other people, and you haven't known where God was in the midst of all of it, It can be extremely difficult then to imagine what it would be like to have a relationship with God. You might have some really complicated feelings about God that you're not really sure that he's okay with. And that's what Uncommon Valor is all about. That's the heart behind this shift is more deeply diving into those blockages between us and the Lord because the healing and the transformation And the glory that we want to see come from all of these terrible things all lie in a relationship with him. And there's always a blockage, whether it's lies, it's the wounds, it's actual harm that's continuing from people, whatever the the thing is that's in your way, there's a blockage that's keeping you from more fully living into that relationship. And the Lord is the one who can move it. And so as sort of this like soul friend, you know, to come alongside you It is helping you to know how to approach those things in a way that gain you closeness with the Lord, but then reconnection that brings transformation. I read The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. That's really hard to say. (laughs) Bessel van der Kolk a couple of years ago. And there are things about understanding trauma from the world of psychology that can be helpful but they have limitations. We were created by God in three parts. We are a spirit. Primarily, we are spirit with a soul. And your soul is your will and your emotions and your thoughts in a body. And yet, if we're primarily 
approaching healing from a therapeutic perspective, for example, we're only attending to the soul. We're not addressing the spiritual aspects and often because we just don't even know how. And something that God showed me through this, though, was that these pieces of research that we know about our natural selves can help us to understand what we're looking for also in the supernatural. So for example, in The Body Keeps the Score, one of the things he says is that talking about trauma is not usually the best way to start addressing it. It can actually make things worse. It can be re-traumatizing. One of the things he says that can be extremely helpful in healing is having new positive experiences. And I realized through my own journey, this is what God was doing for me. He was showing me in this, what felt like a wilderness, but you know, he was showing me even through those little bits of manna, those little glimmers of, of light. He was showing me, I am giving you new positive experiences. I am creating a new story for you. You are not going to live from that old story anymore, but it's not in a way that bypasses that old story. Like it didn't happen. It's just something that Eventually, it begins to overtake it. Eventually, it begins to shift the focus into what is the good that I'm going to see and experience today that empowers me to continue moving beyond where I came from. So as we move forward with the podcast, these are the things I really want to share with you. I want to share with you more of an inside look on this story over the last several years, over my life, and what God has been showing me about the ways that He is present in our healing process, and actually how we can start to see these things in Scripture and realize He's been doing these things all along. And then also I'll bring on some guests, some people who have been important in my life, and also some experts who just know a lot about a lot of things, and they can share different perspectives that might be helpful for you in your journey. All that being said, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with me in this period of relative silence. Thank you for joining me on this new leg of the journey. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you. And I am so excited to see what the Lord is going to do, not only through all of these, you know, various new things I'm stepping into, but what he's going to do in your life. And I'm just so expectant and I'm so thrilled to get to be on this journey with you. Thanks for being with me for this episode today. I hope you'll come back again. And in the meantime, you can follow me over on social media and find out about our resources and services over at uncommonvalor.co. 